Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman. <laughs> You're just going to keep going. so sorry. I am so sorry. I could not help. I don't know why that laugh came out right now. And Bridget Spackman. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. And we're doing it with a laugh. You know, old us would have re-recorded that and new us were just like, nope, you get what you get. (laughs) Don't pitch a fit. Exactly. If you have been following our mini series this year, you already know what today's episode is. We are sharing strategies for overcoming your organizational mistakes. Yeah. Before we share some of those strategies, we are going to hear a TSH from Morgan. Morgan says, I'm a student teacher and I currently live at home with my parents. I have absolutely no space to spread out and work that is free of distractions. I have a very small desk in my bedroom, but because of my lack of storage space, my desk ends up with major clutter, which makes it so difficult to accomplish any work. Whether that be lesson planning or university work, it makes it so frustrating to try to do anything productive. And I usually end up feeling overwhelmed and then rush later on because, uh, and then rush later on because I haven't accomplished anything. Did I read that right? (laughs) Yeah. She was saying, and then she rushes later on because she hasn't accomplished. Yeah. And then later on. (laughs) First of all, Morgan, I completely get it. Organization certainly becomes more challenging when the space is small. However, the process remains the same. You mentioned clutter. What kind of clutter is it? Is it papers, cords, books, materials? Clutter happens when an item doesn't have a place. So you have to find a home for everything. I know the space is small, so could you use the wall by your desk? For example, Ikea makes a pegboard that allows you to clip papers and you can hang little shelves or little cups. And that could be good for organizing all those little miscellaneous items that are cluttering up your desk. Similarly, look at how you could maximize the space on and around your desk. So could you add a piece on top of your desk to create almost like a little shelf? There are some that have like drawers and then this would add storage space. Could you attach command hooks to the side of your desk to hang cords or to hang paper pockets? I know Bridget is going to touch on like decreasing the amount of stuff, which I think is also really important. Yeah. So instead of viewing the small space as a challenge, view it as an opportunity to create, to be creative and minimize your lifestyle. When I moved from Alabama to Pennsylvania, we moved in with my mother-in-laws for an entire year. This meant that we were living in a small bedroom with two kids. Bless your heart. We had to be, I know, bless my heart. There was a time period there where we were going to try to put Blaine inside of the closet. (laughs) It was a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. We we were trying to be very creative. (laughs) You know, Billy was an oops and his room used to be a closet and they like converted it into a it's like Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, oh man. All right. Focusing right now. <clears throat> so we had to be very creative. And in the end, it made me realize that I did not need to have everything that I once thought I did have to have. I went from reading physical books to having audiobooks or books on Kindle. So any opportunity that I even had for textbooks, I would try to get them online. And I started using my iPad to take notes and limit the amount of papers that I had. Remember, it's all about changing your mindset and then looking at this from a different lens. You'd be surprised what you're able to really come up with. 
I feel like this was the perfect TSH to kind of transition into today's episode because Mm -hmm. most issues related to organization, whether it's clutter, filling clean spaces, or not having a system to actually keep related items together, they're due to mistakes that we are making. So we're going to be discussing those mistakes, but we're also going to give you solutions for overcoming them. And James, our BFF, (laughs) is going to be um, really kind of helping us with this episode as we look at the four ways to make organizational habits stick. Yes, which if you have not listened to our previous episode and you're like, who is James? James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, which is where this kind of system comes from. All right, let's jump in. And these are going to sound familiar to the previous episode where we talked about overcoming time management mistakes. Okay, just throwing it out there. So mistake number one, we don't make it obvious. Honestly, I think this is the easiest mistake to make because a lot of organization lies kind of behind the scenes. So it's easy to forget about. When we don't have a clear understanding of what items belong where, things get unorganized. For example, Bridget, I know you have one of these. Yeah, the junk drawer is like a (laughs) huge example of this. If you don't have a designated spot for those specific items, everything gets thrown in together inside of this junk drawer, right? I think I have two or three. (laughs) inside of my house. Look, we all have one. It's completely fine. But here are three (laughs) tips that will help you avoid this mistake. Number one, label your spaces. You can either tape labels directly to the container or you could use book rings. So if it's a container that has like little holes, I know I used to have these plastic containers that were almost like a woven kind of pattern. So I had little spaces Mm. in between. I would actually hole punch the label, put it on a book ring, which is one of those just round rings, and then I would hook it onto the container. Or you can get labels that will attach onto like shelves or kind of hang on the container. I know they have some at the container store, but I'm sure there are ones on Amazon as well. Yeah. Tip number two is to create clear zones. So decide what goes where and keep related items together. You don't need to have multiple spots for the same item. Consolidate and keep them all in the same place so you always know where to find it and you also know where to return it. And then tip number three is to create a place for everything. If it doesn't have a home, you need to create one. For example, Billy, I got him a new lunchbox for Christmas and it was driving me nuts because in our pantry, there was not a spot for it. And so he would either leave it on the counter or he would like try to shove it in between other containers. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So (laughs) I actually created a designated space in the pantry for him to put his lunchbox. Now, getting him to actually put it there is a completely a different battle, other but it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> okay, my voice is all over the place, guys, and I apologize. Uh, so the second uh, problem that we have is that we don't really make it attractive when it comes to organization. So how this relates to kind of this idea of organization is when your organizational system feels very overwhelming, you have a tendency of just kind of putting it off and not doing it, right? So drawers become too full, so you're cramming things in, but you don't really want them to clear out. And I feel like Trent and I watched this Office episode, Michelle, and of course you're going to know which one it is, but it's the one where the drawers and like they wanted to play like the prank of like, oh, you can't like open up the drawer and you're like struggling. And so at the very end, Jim does this to Dwight where he like 
he basically make it makes it to where Dwight can't open up the freaking drawer. And he's sitting there like, hold on, I can get in there. And he's like messing with the drawer constantly. Do you remember that one? Um, Honestly, Aww. it's not coming to mind. I thought you were going to say when <clears throat> Michael puts off like every quarter he has to sign all these papers and he waits until the very end of the quarter and then they all have to stay super no. late because he put it off. And then you went a completely different direction. Yeah, and so my was mind was trying to catch up. <laughs> I was thinking of the drawer one where they're really struggling to open that one up. Now I'm going to have to find it later. And yeah. Let me know. Because I almost feel like <clears throat> it must be a later season if I don't know what you're talking about. Because once Michael leaves, is Michael in that episode? I think so. Okay. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to I'm gonna let have me know to what send ep- it to you. episode. <laughs> I'll have to ask Trent because I can't remember which one it is and I'll look it up. Okay. Um, but... If a space isn't big enough for what's being organized, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it right there on the spot. And you're going to avoid the task of actually finding a space to be able to put some of these items. So these are things like, you know, overflowing binders. Yep, that has been me. Overstuffed drawers. Yep, that has also been me. And then bins that are way too small. Also me. I'm going to give you an example from my personal experience. I always use the Sterlite drawers, the ones that hold eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper. And I used it to hold my weekly copies. I also had one to hold papers to grade, papers to copy, and papers to file. That papers to file drawer was my worst enemy because I would fill it up and it would be so full that, like you said, I couldn't get it open or I couldn't put anything else in there. But what would happen is because it was so full, I would put off cleaning it out because I knew it was going to take forever to get all those papers organized. And I didn't enjoy the task. Like it was not attractive to me. Yeah. So here are some tips for this. The first one is going to be temptation bundling. Um, Pair a desired task with an undesired task. So Um, listen to podcasts while you clean out the space or drink a cup of coffee during that time. Find something that's going to be, uh, that will make it exciting and entice you to want to do this. The next one is going to be uh, anticipating a reward. You get a bin, you get a bin, you get a bin, everybody gets bins. It's such a good feeling. I feel like when I purchase a new bin (laughs) for a space, it's, I love it. But If you clean out a space, you can reward yourself with like new bins. So um, a closet example. I got new velvet hangers after cleaning out my clothes, which has just been such a fantastic feeling. Um, I like the really, do you have those, the velvet hangers? Yeah, when we moved into our house, that was one thing I splurged on. Yeah, I do love that. So like, let's say you clean out your closet and you buy yourself some new hangers to go into that space and that will kind of help make that a little bit more satisfying. Focus on quality instead of quantity. I love this one. And there is a Michael Scott quote, and I'm assuming that Michelle wrote this in here. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, (laughs) Do you want me to read it? I Go for it, girl. Okay. This is the episode when they're doing launch party and Michael gets pizza for everyone. And he's like, well, would you rather have a large amount of not so good pizza or a small amount of really good pizza? And everyone's like, we want a small amount of really good pizza. And he gets mad because he got the bad pizza, but he got a ton of it. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember this one. I do remember that episode. 
So clear out and make space, remove the unwanted items and focus on getting items that you truly love and are happy to organize each day. So I have a drawer next to my space um, that I keep like personal supplies and I have lots of pens and markers and I gave them to students and I bought like a new set of just erasable pens that I love. And now that that space is organized and it's not overflowing, I feel better about having it organized. So as teachers, we have to kind of overcome these like hoarding tendencies that I feel like some of us might have, aka me, um, to help make this a more attractive experience. Yeah. So number three is we don't make it easy. (laughs) And how this relates to organization is that we don't maintain the organizational systems that are difficult or require a lot of extra time. Okay, so an example for this, I apologize. (laughs) So an example for this is that you have a bin of like extra supplies with the lid and you need to add a pack of pencils to put to the bin, but you don't feel like taking it out of the cabinet, especially because it's at the bottom of the stack of bins. That's the worst. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely the worst. And removing the lid so that you place the pack like of pencils like in between two bins and you tell yourself, oh, I'll take it out later and then like later later never really happens. That's what we mean by we don't make it easy. Yeah. So here are a few tips so that you cannot make this mistake. Become aware of when you're not sticking with a system and ask yourself why. This is all about finding a solution for the problem. You have to remove the friction. What is making it difficult and how can you make it easier? So For example, maybe place the bin of items that you don't use as often on the bottom and you put the bin of more commonly used items on top. So if this is extra supplies within your classroom, think of those things that students go through so quickly. Glue sticks, dry erase markers, pencils. Those are the bins you would want on top, whereas items that they may not need as often can go on the bottom. Also, if you really need to, you can remove the lid. If it's something you access very often, take the lid off. That way you don't have to worry about undoing the lid in order to put items away. The second tip is to prime the environment. This has to do with resetting the space. We actually discussed this in episode 116 when we shared organizational habits. But if you do a little bit at a time to put things away, to be able to get the space back to its starting point, it's going to be a lot easier than letting it all pile up to the point where you don't even want to touch it because it's overwhelming. And then finally, utilize the two-minute rule. And when we say the two-minute rule, this is kind of Bridget and I's interpretation of it because in the book Atomic Habits, James Clare talks about the two-minute rule, and that has to do with building a new habit, and it has to take less than two minutes to do. For us, we use the two-minute rule to get us to do little tasks that take less than two minutes. So if it's something like putting away a marker and it's going to take less than two minutes, be like Nike and just do it. And sometimes you literally have to talk to yourself. You have to be like, no, Michelle, like mm-hmm. just put it away. Like it, it's not going to take you that long. And this is going to help build discipline and discipline is hard in the moment, but it's going to make things easier over time. So now we're going into the very <clears throat> last item, which is that we don't make it satisfying enough. 
Um, so if you believe like you that you are not an organized person, you are basically self-sabotaging because you don't believe that you can actually stick to it. This removes the satisfaction from organizing in the first place because you know or like feel like you will never be able to maintain it in the long run. Yeah, I think a lot of us self-sabotage a lot more than we realize. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. Here's an example Let's say you have papers all over your desk Mm -hmm. and you tell yourself, well, I'm always going to have papers everywhere because I'm a teacher. There's no point in trying to organize them. I've definitely heard teachers say that. Honestly, Bridget and I don't really struggle with this mentality. And I think that's why we thrive in organization. We purposefully avoid this mistake. Yeah. So some tips for this is going to be one, change your mindset towards your identity as an organized person. Instead of saying, I'm not organized, you can say, I'm improving my organization or I'm putting systems into place that will help keep me organized. You have to identify as an organized person in order to stick to your habits and maintain your system over time. Stop the negative self-talk people. Mm -hmm. No more of that. The next tip is to start small and use a habit tracker. Choose one habit from episode 116 and use a habit tracker to hold yourself accountable. This needs to be visible. So put it next to your desk, have it printed out. Don't put it somewhere where it's hiding, whether it's in your planner or if you have it on like a digital planner, you need to have this somewhere where you see it every single day. Tell your students that you've set this goal and have them hold you accountable. I told my students that I really wanted to drink more water and so Mm -hmm. my kids will... (laughs) Hold me accountable every day. I have a couple of kids. Smack me, you don't have your water out. All right, I got it. (laughs) Um, And if you need a habit tracker, you can visit uh, www.teachingonthedouble.com forward slash 001 and download our free habit tracker. The third tip is to focus on time when you get back, uh, focus on the time you get back from sticking on your systems, so sticking with them. So for example, I have a coworker who stays after school some days to clean up and organize. I have never, I have realized that I like never stay after school to clean and organize because it's already done and it's being maintained. Yeah, that made me think about our podcast. We have such a good system and it yeah. saves us time and we get to spend that time with our family and run our personal businesses on top of teaching on the double. And that's because we have taken the time to set up these systems and we have the habits in place in order to maintain them. Yeah, absolutely. But that's going to wrap up this mini series on organization. If you understand the theme of our podcast, Teaching to the Top, which stands for Time Management, (laughs) Organization, and Productivity, you already know what's coming next. We are going to be focusing on productivity for the month of April. So Bridget, what do they need to do to make sure they don't miss anything? Yeah, be sure to check out our website and submit your time-sucking hurdle. We want to know what is sucking up all of your time. What is your TSH? There's also a link in the show notes for you to go ahead and click it there. Um, We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our new episodes and you can stay up to date on our little productivity mini series and make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. We want to know about how what you think with the podcast and it helps us get into the ears of so many other teachers. So until next time. Be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.